Well, in a week where defeating three Christmas dinners in a row won't give you a heart attack, the end of a home game against Ross County certainly will. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon and Hammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. How quickly things change in a week, boys. Uh, we were so confident about making it to Tin Castle on Boxing Day. What the fuck happened? This thing called COVID that supposedly exists. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, I'm as, I'm as conscious as the next person, but I feel like it only seems to be football that's kind of stopped. Everyone else just kind of seems to be going about as normal. Yeah. Like, I know people who were going to the theatre, the pantomime, all indoors, all full capacity, which I don't want to stop, but it feels like how is outdoor sport the thing that's going to be spreading event? I don't know. It feels a bit shite, but... And it's just sad, eh? Whenever you watch any game with no fans, it's just a bit more boring, a bit more shite, no matter what's happening. I struggle to like watch even that game. Uh, I we'll get to like discuss the game and all that, but I'm going to be a bit of a fucking loose end. Like I seen some <laughs> like I was doing other things. Yeah, that second half is hard. <laughs> right, at least with the first half, the fucking stream wasn't working for half. <laughs> anyway, I know. Oh dear. Um, uh, it always seems to be football. Eh? I think it feels like the pressure is very much on the government, but there's been such backlash about it. I would be surprised if it goes on much longer than the three weeks. But we've been said that before. I know. See you, in, I... see you next season, Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just on that, Neil Doncaster said in the last week that there is no leeway um, and that the league may have to be curtailed if fixtures cannot be fulfilled. Um, like we've seen in the last... The last week, uh, Simran and Dundee both struggled to put out starting 11s going into bringing back youth players that are on loan just to fill squads. Couldn't happen to two nicer teams. Um, <laughs> just I mean, bringing in youth players was literally the least of their worries when they had like a 40-year-old assistant coach as the <laughs> only two, one of two outfield players on the bench. Hey, fuck Dundee. If I was, who were, who were Dundee playing? Aberdeen. Uh, yeah. If I was Aberdeen, I'd be fucking taking bodies. Like, <laughs> get that, get that forty-year-old coach on the bar. <laughs> uh, that would have been a laugh. Um, Bly, oh, yeah, it's fucking shambles. What, what can we do? Then? Um, we've got a whole host of transfer news for you uh, as we approach the ever-exciting January. Uh, first of all, we've made a signing out of the blue in the last week, Natty Aki. Nathaniel Atkinson coming in um, in January, assuming his visa goes through all fine. A versatile right wing back. He sounds ideal, doesn't he? Aye, it's a uh, it's positive signs that we've we've got this done quickly, and we're still just working for a working visa to be authorised, yeah. a work permit, and then. I mean, I, I, the only reason, the only way I can can sort of respond to this is by looking at the the comments from the the fans of the club that he's leaving, and they they all seem to be quite positive and think that we've got an absolute player. So I'm excited to see what he's worth, and if he's anything like Cammy Devlin, I'll be absolutely buzzing, which is the obvious comparison to make the fellow Aussie coming in this season. But aye, um, brilliant. It would probably allow Moore to to play in that right centre back role when Suter leaves. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so hopefully this is provisions to just protecting ourselves and, and making sure that we can continue the sort of league campaign if some players do leave in January. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I, a lot of Australian soccer pages, especially on Instagram, have said that he's actually better than Cammy Devlin, all better, albeit in different positions, but that's great to hear. Um, and also, he apparently had uh, Barcelona's Pedri uh, in his pocket when Australia played Spain in the Olympics. So it's <laughs> all sounded. Did uh, did Oshaniwa know Mark Messi again one day? How <laughs> you think you're right? <laughs> Full of optimism, but right. Um, yeah, it officially happened in the last week. Hammy, you shared it in the group chat. Someone on Jambles Kickback offered the question, why don't we bring Jason Cummings in this January? He's not getting a game at Dundee. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, and to be fair, because I, I, I went, maybe it's just somebody winding him up, but he brought it up a couple of times and it looked pretty serious. And I, quite rightly was just completely shot down once again. Um, Cummings has been dropped for Dundee for turning off at training hung over for the night before because he was off the ball like this is it just doesn't seem like a player he's not really done anything other than fucking scoring against us is his tradition mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to have really done anything I, I've never really wanted Jason Cummins at Hearts and I, even now I really don't want Jason Cummins at Hearts I, he's not good enough no. Sim- simple as that he's, if you're building a squad with sort of the, the idea of, of the sort of profile the players were bringing in players who are very professional obviously quite quite good characters looking to build their career looking to progress on from Hearts and part of that is performing well at Hearts so I'm happy for them to do it Jason Cummins is the complete opposite of all three of those things yeah exactly like, this isn't 2018 anymore this isn't <laughs> We're not bringing in any old dross. We've got a new structure. It's going to take some getting used to. But I mean, and that's the first and last time we will address Jason Cummins coming to Hearts unless he signs <laughs> for us. Aye, it's time to to really put the rubbish there. However, Jordan Roberts wants to come. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan Jones. Then I'm all the years, and I'll be spreading it. Um, but I I was going to say it's another one there that fits the mold, isn't it? A young young player like Devlin, like Benny Atkinson, the, the resale value, potentially, it's huge, you know? So, it's ideal. Uh, right, Simon, some some big transfer news just in the last 24 hours from when we're recording. This Japanese forward, whose name I won't attempt, I don't want to insult anyone. Do you want to give it a go, Simon? You're quite good with, your, uh, with this stuff. Suyoshi Ogashiwa? That'll do. That'll nice, do. it's good. Aye. So the, the rumour was that it was an £800,000 bid, um, which seems to have been quickly retracted. Apparently it was considerably less. Uh, but he seems to have a decent amount of goals and assists under his, under his belt. He represents Japan from like their kind of home-based side, the field, for certain tournaments. Don't know. Um, but, and I, think, I believe through that, it gives him enough visa points to get a move to the UK and, and potentially come to Harps. It's unbelievable that we're literally scouting the world to bring folk to play in Gorgia. <laughs> Aye, brilliant. Um, if we can... I'm at the point where I trust the recruitment team so much that if they're willing to spend money on a player, mm. um, I think, well, it must it must have something that they really like. <clears throat> yeah. So Mark Donaldson was um, saying quite a lot about the player on Twitter last night. He said that he started off as an attacking midfielder, 
but recently converted from a second striker to a number nine to his comfortable rotating across a front three. So he's basically a Japanese Jamie Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even if we sign him for 800 grand, it is unbelievable that that wouldn't be our transfer record. (laughs) After Romanov forked out £850,000 of money that wasn't his for Bez Leisure. (laughs) And did he make like 11 appearances or something like that? Ah, Something like that. In January 2006. So, such stupid money. <laughs> Phenomenal. But he done that one really good cross and then <laughs> smashed in an advertising hoard and disappeared to Eastern Europe and was never seen again. Um, some news on players going out. It looks like uh, our man Nan Dooley is, is pretty much guaranteed to be leaving in January. Several League One clubs making offers or something like that. Um, the best for everyone, do you think? Yeah, if we can... Bring you Henderson back and maybe even another player in. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be enough to cover that. Um, it hasn't worked out from up here that you see moments of being a good player, but I just don't think he fits into the way Hearts want to play. Um, and I think it's him being a, a rotational player at Hearts was not what he envisaged. So I think maybe his confidence is a bit low. And yeah, hopefully he can restart his career somewhere else because he seems like a, a good enough guy. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Aye. And he'll, uh, he'll go down in the cult player books for years to come. Be one of them come up, remember, and be like, oh, my Christ. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Um, another player who could very well be leaving in January, and dare I see, we could have just seen him play for the last time in Maroon, is John Sewer. Could he have a pre-contract deal signed up somewhere and be on the way out in the region of 800 grand, as I understand it, in January? <laughs> I did see them. Uh, that, that was a lot of people seem to be saying that if we're offering money for this um, Japanese player, then you know maybe that money's coming in from a John Suter sale. I know that Stoke seem to be firm favourites at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I think losing him for nothing on a pre-contract or getting something for him, I think we 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 take the money and get something for him. I'm sick of losing promising players for fuck all in this season. It's really annoying. I agreed. Um, Say Souter does leave in the next week and Craig Halkett was injured at the weekend. Robin Nielsen's described it as a bad one. We currently wait for more news. We're suddenly in a bit of a hole there, aren't we? Could there be trouble ahead? Yeah, you hope this um, Atkinson can get registered because then at least we've got two full-backs we can put in at the centre-back spots in, in Kingsley and Moore. Although I've never seen Moore in a in a tour. What's that? It's Smithing as well, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, um, for a team that plays three centre backs, I know often one of them is Kingsley or Cochrane. Um, we we just seem a bit short of that position right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We'll probably sign some obscure centre back from <clears throat> Trinidad and Tobago <laughs> in the next week. Some absolute. Wonder kid will come in. Who knows? What's what's, uh, what's Jimmy Dunn up to? He's usually <laughs> lying to us, isn't he? So that will be next. Aye. He's probably not getting a game for Swansea, but getting paid twenty grand a week. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, Hammy Stokes sound in pole position, go and play with his brother down there and get a season ticket with for uh, Phil Taylor. <laughs> uh, I'd be devastated to see sort of go, but it's going to happen. 
Yeah. Either take 800 grand or whatever now. Aye, definitely. Um, moving on to a player rumoured again, Jamie McGrath from St Mirren. Um, Hearts have been linked with him in the papers. To be honest, it's got a Hibs move written all over it. So I'm just going to call him an Irish Andy Irvin. Um, <laughs> if it comes to us, I'll be saying he's more Ronaldinho. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if I, if, have you seen Andy Irvin recently in the German third tier? We were slagging him just a couple of weeks ago. He's on absolute fire. Scoring like <laughs> YouTube montage level assists and goals. Like he's I mean, it's the fire. German third division. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, good luck to him. I hope it works out. I saw that. He was absolutely buried by Hearts fans for no good reason. All they wanted was more than national minimum wage, basically. <laughs> from Robbie Nielsen. Like, finishing a champ, like, to be our number one assist at the club and getting offered less than a grand a week. No wonder he wanted to leave himself. But he was absolutely buried by media and fans. Feel sorry for Andy Irvin. Um, finally, Ewan Henderson scored again <laughs> the weekend. The man is just unbelievable. See so does happens. he return to the club on what, what day would it be? Saturday? Not sure, not sure, because the lower leagues keep playing through January, I think. Um, so okay. yeah, I'm not sure where the, the kind of line is drawn. I wouldn't be surprised if you just hear that it's been extended to the end of the season. That would sound very harsh. January 16th. Right, okay, so when the winter break was meant to finish. Aye, exactly. And then we, our next game is obviously on the 18th, so mm-hmm. you never know. But yeah, no, Jarvis, I think you might be right. I think they might just be like, ah, end of the season. And right. we'll never hear for you and Henderson ever again, because it's not <laughs> tracks up, I think. Right. Leaves are free at the end of the season. <laughs> right. Who knows, who knows. That was all the news. That's all the transfer stuff. Um, we move into January um, by the next recording, so I'll have hours of content and rumours for you very <laughs> soon. Um, hi, uh, Simon, on to some football. We played Ross County at the weekend, uh, or the weekend on Boxing Day. Um, we tried to watch it, but first of all, you had a wee whinge at the, the starting lineup. Uh, well, tell us why. Understandably so, but tell us why. I mean, when I, if we're, we're saying that we played a 3-4-3, three, three, if you look at the four across the middle, it was Taylor Moore, right, okay, right wing back, he's, he's been pretty good. Centre mids of Michael Smith and Peter Harren. Now, I think Peter Harren has been fucking phenomenal, but that worries me. And then the other fullback was Andy Halliday, right? Yeah. And then up front was Mac and F. Woodburn and Barry Mackay. Didn't fill me with, with confidence, um, not having, like, one proper striker there. But actually, the first half, we, from what I've seen, um, flicking between um, Hearts TV and another legal stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were we were really good in the first half. The the worries that we sort of had weren't there. I thought Ben Woodburn once again was quite good. Um, looks pretty good, and I seem I think when when he came off, we kind of lost every sort of everything up front. Um, but nah, thought he was thought um, Ben Woodburn was great. Thought Adam McInniff was all right. There was bits in the game where he, he kind of drifted in and out, especially in the second half. I think he struggled a wee bit, um, and that's why he came off. Maybe what was it, ten minutes into the second half? Mm-hmm. 
but the real talking point for this is is maybe losing Craig Halkett and seeing where he's at. Um, like we, were, we sort of touched on, if Suter is planning on leaving, um, which whether it be in January or the summer, I think he is. And Craig Halkett's injured. Kingsley's just coming back from what we thought might have been an injury that was keeping him out longer than than needs be. I kind of, when I seen Kings on the bench, I thought he's only on there for emergencies only. And yeah. unfortunately, there was an emergency. So so we actually we were playing a sort of back four with with Halliday sometimes moving into midfield and, and filling in at left wing back. So it was good. And we seemed to play that system really well. Um when uh, Michael Smith's in at fullback or when Andy Halliday's in at fullback, they come into the centre of the park quite easy. But it was interesting seeing Michael Smith. He was probably the the furthest forward player in a lot of the, the moves that we had in the first half running. He was the one overlapping Ben Woodburn. But I thought it was great the first half from what I've seen. Ben Woodburn's nutmeg on the first goal. Adam McInerney obviously should have scored it, but Michael Smith followed up really well. Yeah. Ross County are fucking shite. <laughs> I to don't be know. honest I don't think but that second half I know but, well, the, see when I watched the second half I thought Hearts are playing well here but this is a pretty much backup Hearts squad and we're absolutely yeah. fucking taking them to the cleaners they just as well considering Malky Mackay like had to build that squad from scratch basically at the start of the season but they've got some decent players in there like Aye, that mm. hangball the second half, he tore us mm. apart. We just couldn't deal with his pace. Um, yeah. We really yeah. struggled. Aye. And Charles Cook as well. Like they've got a lot of pace. And White up front can bang them in as well. So Yeah. But not a bad side. I think they'll be safe. Hopefully we see Dundee and St Mirren go down. <laughs> yeah. Aye. <laughs> and I want to start with that. You were, you were saying Smith had a, a good attacking game. Like he definitely did. One of his best up the wing. Do you think the signing of Nathaniel Atkinson's is, is maybe going to put a rocket up his arse? He's thinking, Christ, I need to top my game here if I'm going to still be staying in Edinburgh beyond the summer. I think we'll keep Michael Smith even with the signing. And even if we keep Taylor Moore after this season, I think Michael Smith's a good player to have around the squad because he shows the versatility we were talking about. He can play it, although you don't prefer to see him. He can come in at right wing back. He can come in at centre back. Mm-hmm. Shown today, he can, today. Uh, he was shown on Sunday that he can play at centre mid as well. So, I think these signings maybe just mean that Michael Smith's game time is just going to become a little less, which is which is good because it keeps him effective when he is on the park and, and not mm. absolutely running on empty but having to play every fucking minute at, what, 33-year-old. Right. Right. What do you reckon, Hammy? You still see a role for him going into next season? Yeah, of course. Um, especially, you know, again, as we've sort of touched on this season, we're losing players. Injuries and suspensions are going to happen. And having a player of... Michael Smith standing, being able to come in and even just push uh, the likes of Atkinson and even Halkett and things to get them to play better. I think you need that. If we want to seriously challenge the likes of Celtic and Rangers, which I like to think we do, then we need players like Michael Smith ready to come on um, because as we've seen in the past couple of seasons, a couple of players missing and we just fall to pieces. You don't want that happening again. A great professional to have in and around, just to show them how to behave as a professional footballer and and have a career that lasts almost twenty years. Yeah, like he's been like so lucky with injuries as well. Like through the last time we were in the prem, all of the championship season, pretty much he was injury free, and it just seems to have come out of the blue this season. He's been picking up wee niggle here and there, here and there. 
to expect us, isn't it, at, yeah. at that age with the minutes that he's playing? Yeah, but it does feel that Nielsen really cut the squad down going into this season. What is it, a team of a squad of 18, is it? I think it is, including the two goalies on professional contracts. And we've we've got by absolutely fine, but like that game there, there was so makeshift and you really saw the, the kind of bare bones of it now. We've been so lucky to pick up another three points there go into January, a three-week break to get so many bodies back now and hopefully, you know, potentially several bodies through the door as well to strengthen it for the second half of the season. Um, what do you think the, the aim is going into the second half of the season, if you want to call it that now? Do you think it is to secure third or do you think we are a few good signings away from trying to chase second here? What do you think? I think the bare minimum now should be to be finishing third. I think we've started really well. We've played everyone to most teams twice. And none of the teams really, I think, are better than us, apart from Celtic and Rangers, obviously. But I think we're better than everyone else in the league. So I think third should be the bare minimum. And I mean, we can we can play unbelievable. You know Celtic and Rangers are essentially going to win out and win almost every single game that they play. Mm -hmm. So to think that we're going to catch them, we'd need... We'd need them to slip up now, I think. I mean, we would, obviously, because they're ahead of us, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's annoying because I honestly think we're like, we would, if we'd scored like two goals in a couple of games and won the games that we didn't, that we drew when we really should have been winning them, <clears throat> we would have only been sort of a couple of points behind Rangers in second at this point. Uh, no. Celtic, sorry. Um, and it's, it's quite infuriating. Is, uh, we're only what we four nine only nine points behind Celtic, which halfway through the season, it's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a lot better, I think, um, than it has been in a good few years. We're we're five points clear in third. Um, I think securing third now and just keeping that gap up because I know that Hibs and Aberdeen have started to get a bit of form as well. Annoyingly, mm. and Dundee United have shot the bed completely. They've not run and, yeah. and Motherwell are, are doing all right as well. So Motherwell have just won four on the bounce, and we're still what five points ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. So so keep it up, I think, and try and turn some of these draws that we we, we have been getting into wins. Um, mm -hmm. and, Aye, exactly. Maybe if we had a, a bit more depth, especially up front, it would be even less than the nine points. Yeah, you think back to like the St Johnston game and the, the Dundee game, these games that just sort of fell away for us. And I think we drew both them, turned them both into wins. Mm -hmm. That's an extra four points right there. And it, it keeps the pressure on. But it just shows you that you, literally, if you don't win that weekend, Rangers and Celtic are probably going to gain points on you. Aye. So, exactly. Like the whole top six won on Boxing Day. Yeah. So, you know, if we'd dropped, if we drew or got beat there, suddenly it looks very different again. So at least we're being consistent. Um, I, it was an amazing start of that goal. Uh, I'd, I'm going to call it accidental brilliance from Woodburn. <laughs> Do you think he meant the nutmeg? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he, he didn't look like he meant it. He, he was looking <laughs> for the ball after the touch and then he managed to get on to the end of it, then Aye, crossed fair. it in. Um, but I thought he did have a very good game potentially but it'd be harsh to say that was his best performance he did score two and whatever whoever we were playing yeah, he's, he's hot and cold isn't he yeah it, even within games he's quite hot and cold which is absolutely fine you don't expect a player to be 
to mm. be flying the whole 90 minutes but you can see moments like the 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 first goal when he did even if he accidentally nutmegged the boy he then kept cool and if you actually look at the image there's like four defenders on him and then yeah. Smith and McInef in the box absolutely wide open mm-hmm. so whatever he's done he's done well he's, he's managed to find McInef in the box McInef obviously does, doesn't finish it but Michael Smith follows up brilliant um, and in the second goal that touch the, the, the goals are completely fortunate that it takes a deflection and goes in but that touch and run mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant Aye, we'll come on it we'll come on it I can't help but think, see with Woodburn, if he was a permanent, if he was a Hearts player, a permanent signing, he would have Jamie Walker, Walker levels of abuse on kickback for his fitness. Because he is still miles away from a, a solid 90 minutes. Do you think? Aye. Aye. Uh, maybe, but I don't, I don't know. I've not seen anything that um that like indicates fitness trackers. There's some players you see it, but uh, he does that. He really finishes a 90 minutes. So it would suggest that he's maybe not good at him. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to, to Barry Mackay, who's had a very good first half um, from what I bloody seen um, plus highlights. Um, lots of touches and, and finding space. Um, he also went close for scoring outside the box. Good to see him getting some confidence and getting some shots on goals. He's uh, changed his hair. Do you prefer the uh, the hairband or the ponytail? I feel old because I just think, what's going on, man? <laughs> but you never know. It might look good when he's not playing football. Like, he might style it differently. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Because my hair looks fucking shite when I play football because it just goes all sweaty and ringing. But I hope to think it looks all right not playing football. <laughs> he's always been grown up. And the hairband was just a phase. Um, yeah. But it just shows you, like, regardless of his stupid hair, he's still probably my favourite player at the moment. Keep it up. Aye, it seems, everything we do seems to, to involve Barry Mackay. Every good thing we do, sorry, seems to involve Barry Mackay. So, yeah, loving it. I think his work rate's quality. And he's, when when at the, the start of the season for the first three or four months, we were kind of deciding, well, which which are the best two wingers? And I think we sort of are considering which are the best two, but mm-hmm. Barry Mackay is definitely one of the two. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, if that was John Suter's last game for the club, he was certainly trying to get a goal, hit the bar and the post. Um, aye, that was very frustrating. I set pieces again. He's always a threat. Um and I hit the bar with a sort of snap half volley. Unlucky that it didn't go in. And then the header came off the post and bounced straight into the arms of the keeper. Unfortunate. Um, on another day, that's that's a couple of goals for you there. Mm-hmm. But the second goal, what about Peter Haring's ball to Ben Woodburn? <laughs> Funny enough, you were talking about it last week, weren't you, how he just picks it up yeah. on the edge of the box, turns and fires it down the channels. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he did. And Ben Woodburn... Picked out of the sky, phenomenal touch. Right, some touch. I know we say, yeah, I know we say shit about this all the time, but that that's the sort of touch that would like appear in like a Ronaldinho highlight reel. He's obviously nowhere near the caliber and doing it on nowhere near the level, but mm-hmm. uh, the way the ball just sort of stops and just falls right into his path, it's perfect. It was unbelievable. Um, Dai, I mean, he, he took on too many, kept going towards goal. He got a bit of luck with his deflection to for it to go in, but hey. Aye, you've got to buy a ticket. Aye. 
You've got to buy a ticket. We've been play- saying weeks and weeks, like, they've just got to take a shot. We've highlighted how hesitant Ben Woodburn is about taking a shot, and maybe it was because it was his only option, but he finally just fucking drove to goal and took a shot, and that's what happens when you take a shot. Even if it deflects and goes in, you've still played a part and caused that deflection, so good for you. Aye. It's great to see. We've seen so many times, even with Boyce, because he's not blessed with pace, getting the ball in that situation, maybe take it forward 10 yards and then turn them and looking for who's whoever's running on. So, yeah. Nah, brilliant. So an interesting thing for Peter, Peter Haring, who you'd have to say he looks in scintillating form. He's looking back to pre-injury form now, and you've got to think he's going to be keeping Benny out of the first team. I can't imagine Haring gets dropped here. It's great. It is great because he stepped up when we needed it. We, Benny went out with an injury. We, we're still not sure about when he's going to be back. I know they were talking about potentially the Hibs game, which has now mm-hmm. been cancelled. So good yeah. for us that we get we get Benny back. Yeah, like that's yeah. that works out well for us. But also, it means we don't have to rush him back. It means we can make sure that he he is fit and give him like ten minutes at the end of the game, twenty minutes at the end of the game, half an hour at the end of the game, whatever it takes, just to get him up to speed again. I still think if we're Oh, everyone on form, everyone fully fit. It's it's Benny and Devlin, but Do having you? Haddon in there is absolutely brilliant because we can we can take our time and we can trust that what we've got on the park is good enough to win most games. Interesting, Hammy. What's your gut tell you out of the three of them? Who would you play out of two? Ah, oh, like this is really really tough. Um, say, say we've got Hibs in three weeks. Who are you playing <laughs> two in midfield? Hibs away for home. Hibs, you like to chuck everything forward. I would actually be inclined to play Benny instead of Haring there. Mm. But then it annoys me because you you just didn't get that threat that Haring brings you. But Benny's brilliant at that job that he does sitting and breaking up plays. Mm-hmm. But then Haring's better at you know these lovely balls he plays up. And even at the end of the game, he had a, a great chance with a header. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think you swap them dependent on which games. Perhaps I would play Benny and Devlin, and then I think you need that energy for Devlin and just the calmness that Benny gives you. Mm-hmm. If if we're struggling for centre backs, yeah, do we slot Harden right. in at, at one of the centre back spots? Well, that's true. He was a centre back his whole career until he came to Hearts. <laughs> and you've got to think that a, a game against—I know obviously it wasn't an option—but a, a home game against Ross County. Would obviously be a good chance to see that. I don't. I'm not complaining that we didn't see that. That he's mm-hmm. obviously much more needed in centre mids this week. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to maybe try that out and see how it works in a game that we we, we maybe our favourites and we're going to have a lot more of the ball. Right. Thing is, Beharding as well. When you are on the back foot, he plays those long balls for the count to get the counter attack going. That is a good you know, valve. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what Devlin or Benny's long balls look like. Couldn't tell you one that they've done. No, it's so not. It's not really their wheelhouse, is it? It's more. They're more runners. Yeah. So pros and cons all around. Eh? Um. So one one last thing on Peter Haring. Saw something interesting. Made me think. On <laughs> on Instagram. <It's> dangerous. Say <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Peter Haring never got injured, and he continued on that form before up to now, right through a whole eighteen month spell. Is he in the Austria squad? Aye, not the Hearts. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah, no, even if you ask, yeah, exactly. Easy to forget just how good he was. We were top of the league at the end of October, unbeaten, until Haring got injured along with Stephen A. Smith and eight other players. 
But yeah, Harem has uh, absolute linchpin stuff for us at that time. Um, at halftime, we had 68% possession, 12 shots, four on target. Saw very little of it, but Robert Borthwick and Craig uh, Fowler said at halftime that it was like watching Brazil, apparently. We'll never, <laughs> never know the truth. Um, end of the second half, Craig Halkett got injured. Um, like we said, Robin Nielsen described it as a bad one. Stephen Kingsley couldn't start because of his injury he got against Dundee, came on. All a bit concerning, but hey, we've got the three-week break. Uh, 56th minute, Jamie Walker came on for Aaron McInef. Um, McInef looks quite good, again, from what I've seen in the first half. Yeah, um, once again, he was playing at sort of right wing. It seems to be the position that Robbie Nielsen prefers him in. I know he started that game centre mid, was it a couple of weeks ago? Ah, Dickin, the, the time just seems to blend into one. <laughs> every game just seems to be every game a week ago. <laughs> this game was yesterday. It feels like I know. ages ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Right. So I um I like McInef. I think he, he provides a threat. Um he scores goals from midfield, he works hard, technically very good, he's athletic. Um it's just difficult for him to find a consistent place in this squad, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um for Hearts, maybe not for him, obviously, but yeah. That's what makes me wonder about. These rumours for like Jamie McGrath, who's a 10, you know, he plays a similar role to McInef and Jamie Walker. Like, it's all good and well being linked with these players, but like they would not fit into how we play just now. Yeah. Um, we usually, if we do bring in a player like Jamie McGrath, not seen a lot of them, but you'd assume he'd take up one of the wide positions. I don't think he's blessed with much pace, but neither is uh, GMS, who will, will come on to Hammy <laughs> and under another segment. <laughs> Um, uh, it was kind of from that moment Jamie Walker came on that um, it really became a bit of Ross County dominance uh, through to the 70th minute where um, kind of a, a cross came in it was quite messy um, and it ended up in the back of the neck Jay Gordon couldn't do anything about it uh, John Souter and Taylor Moore ended up in a very heated argument screaming at each other and Craig Gordon had to defuse it which is interesting I think they couldn't agree whose man it was <laughs> who scored. Uh, but Robin Nielsen said after the game that he didn't have a problem with it and that it shows that they care, basically. Yeah, yeah. me too. There's a line, obviously. I hope um, I hope once the game's over, they can fucking just chill out. But I don't expect every player in a team to get on with each other. You've obviously been in sports teams where there's people there that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. Um, but in terms of shouting each other on the football pitch... Aye, like, good. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? Aye, exactly. Uh, 78th minute, GMS came on for uh, Ben Woodburn. 78 minutes seemed very much pushing the parameters for Woodburn's fitness, in my opinion. Um, when you're when you're trying to show up your, your lead, Woodburn doesn't know what to do. Aye, as soon as they scored, I thought, right, with this squad that's out on the pitch right now, and... Uh, the position we're sort of in, just get away with the three points here. This seems to be like a game where we just need to get out of, uh, mm-hmm. get out of Tynecastle with the three points, and I'm glad we did. We, although they did have the ball quite a lot and they were running a lot, I don't really remember Craig Gordon doing that much. It just seemed dead scrappy. Hearts couldn't keep the ball. Same old Hearts, eh? we'll, we'll one-half team. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last 10 minutes, including the... Six minutes out of time, I think it was, was intense stuff. Like, 
Gordon did only have one or two saves, but they were like crosses were coming in just outside the Aye. post. There was that, that shot like on the goal line, which ended up outside the post. Ah, near you how yeah. that happened. I don't think uh, when I say Craig Gordon didn't have much to do, it wasn't because Hearts were defending really well. It's because Ross County just couldn't couldn't create that final sort of chance in the final third, and mm-hmm. we were lucky that they couldn't, but we did. We managed to see it out, and yeah. we did it exactly. So at full time, uh, well, for the second half, we only had fifty two percent possession. So in the second half, Ross County had a gain of sixteen percent in the second half. So it's a huge difference. Um, but in the end, for the total game, we had 17 shots uh, and five on target, two goals, kind of complain. Robbie Nielsen said um, after the game that he was delighted with the first half performance and the final outcome. He said that the second half was similar to last season's pish, basically. Um, <laughs> he said he was delighted for Woodburn getting on getting another goal. He says he needs them, usual weird Nielsen stuff. Uh, he wanted to get Jamie Walker on as he wanted him to get in better areas, uh, better forward areas. However, he came on, we conceded, and then he had to sit a lot deeper. So for that, it was good that he acknowledged that. Um, he described it as a massive three points, a nice way to end the year uh, going into the break. Uh, he noted that all other uh, top six clubs had won at the weekend, so we were just keeping our, our lead in third place. So, all good and well, you would think. Hammy. Jumbo's kickback. <laughs> talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Aye. Um, Going to keep it short and sweet this week because I'm actually looking, I'm canvassing opinions right now. The boo boy at Hearts, is, as you both know, is obviously Andy Halliday. But more recently, the even booier boy it's Gary Mackay-Steven. Now, people really don't like Gary Mackay-Steven for whatever reason. Um, and I have to admit, I've actually, I, I quite like Gary Mackay-Steven. I put up with him, but even at that the game, you see the couple of chances near the end where he just couldn't yeah, just keep the ball. The ball. Yeah. I, I, even then, I was like, oh, it's hard to stick up, you know. But I like, I like to think we could take a balanced approach, but let's see what Jamal's kickback I thought. I really don't get that today. He comes on with 15 minutes to go with the game in the balance and he doesn't try a leg. No point in washing his shirt after that. The lazy fucker did nothing apart from stroll around trying to avoid getting the ball. <laughs> um, another one says, lost the ball too easily in good attacking positions. Twice after he came on, he infuriates me as a player. Another one says, contributes nothing. Must be frustrating to play with. Um, one of the three to get rid of ASAP, Nando and Halliday, the other two. Again, Halliday always gets <laughs> Thanks. Um, his appearances smack of a manager trying to justify one of his signings. He looked no better in the championship, a man short. He's got a full page spread in today's Sunday Times telling people there's more to come from him. He's kidding nobody. Robbie, hold your hands up. Admit it was a poor, poor signing and wash your hands of him. Adam McAreff and Jamie Walker must look at this guy getting on getting on game after game and just shake their heads. Um, and then somebody put up a post about his, how he's got the most assists at hearts and somebody said, um, statistics are like miniskirts, as an ex-Aberdeen manager once said. <laughs> I still play Barry Mackay, Gino and Walker before GMS. His best years are long gone. Um, and one says there was a 50-50 challenge late on which summed him up. He has the heart of a mouse. 
And um, this is quite a long one. So just to finish off, he is gone, totally gone, has no interest, heart of a mouse, and just picking up a good wage when producing nothing on the pitch. The amount of times he pulls out of challenges is an embarrassment to himself and us fans watching. Must be the most feeble, scared of his own shadow player that I have ever seen pull on the maroon jersey. Waste of a no doubt very decent wage that will be that he will be on. Massive disappointment since he arrived and shows no sign of improvement. Should be emptied as soon as possible. Wow. <laughs> Fucking harsh, man, eh? Like, do people oh. not realise we won and we are third? Exactly. And like I said, he's our top assists at the team. He's, I think, won three penalties this season and he's second or third in goals. Like, so to say he contributes nothing is well wide of the mark but I he is a frustrating player yeah yeah he is especially against Ross County when you just needed like five five minutes uh, and the ball not in our half and you'd play up to GMS and he'd just run straight into a Ross County player or pass <laughs> it straight to a Ross County player it is annoying but when we do have a full strength team and he plays he does do a good job for the team he is usually quite good at recycling the ball and, and finding opportunities so Aye, I think it's a bit harsh. It was a bit of a crap game for a lot of players. Aye, yeah. I think he's far from the the worst. Um, and you know, I, I do find it weird that he that he does get. Let's like I say that's just outrageous in my opinion. There that, but he seems to get a lot of abuse for not doing much. But he, you know, he's done a lot. And you know, you look at the other forward players. I just don't think we're firing on all cylinders at all. With like Sejino, Woodburn, and even McKay. And McKay's brilliant. He's got one assist this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're can, if saying that Mackay Stevens isn't doing enough, then you've got to look at the other players as well who are doing less. Yeah. Um, yeah. Albeit saying that, I would still have Mackay, uh, I would still have Barry Mackay ahead of all of them by far right. as well. Barry Mackay is our best winger for yeah. sure. <clears throat> yeah. Right, GMA, he is frustrating. The, the stats don't lie, as frustrating as he is. Seems to get tackled from behind a lot. Like if you're the blinkers, you know what I mean? There's no regard for what's behind them. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd to be honest, that is that frustrating for me if he was to go in January, if there was some offer from America again. You know, I wouldn't be disappointed to see him go, but you've got to think, like, who would come in for him? Yeah. yeah. Another winger, another Gamble, another Jordan Roberts, another Elliot Freer, or is there someone out there? You know, proven that can come in. I don't think there is. I think he's hanging on. Jordan Jones. Oh, well, Jordan Jones would obviously be the answer, but <laughs> Robbie Nielsen. Robbie Nielsen's actually blocked my uh, my email address now. I don't know how many more scouting reports I can send him. Um, it would be interesting to see um, to see how many times we rotate. We surely rotate those positions much more than any other team in the league. Oh, 100%. So yeah. It must be difficult for them to sort of get a bit consistency. I know we were talking about the praise of it that if they're not performing, you can bring in someone else. But on the flip side of that, then it, if someone doesn't get like a good run of games, it can be difficult for them to build up a bit of form. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, Aye. interesting one, GMS. But love him or hate him, he made 35 appearances now for the club <laughs> on Boxing Day. So I've only got one question for you. <laughs> Gary McHire, Stephen, or lower. Yes. <laughs> Again, all stats come from London Hearts 
And I made this in a right hurry just before the podcast while eating my dinner. So, <laughs> um, right, first, I'm, I was, let's just say I'm quite surprised with some of these, right? And London Hearts is very good. I think some of these must be wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, right, first of all, a previous, um, a previous captain. Uh, and, an, and an American, I don't know. Teddy Kitchen. Yes, Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. Yes. Hydalore. Hydalore, very I'm going to say lower, and I don't know why. Uh, he's got to be higher. How long Jinky was at the club? It feels like it was just a Three years? <laughs> I, I can't even remember much more than like a season. Right, but I ended up captain very quick, didn't he? Funny one. Uh, it was 45 appearances for Perry Kitchen, so it's higher. Right. Um, Callum Morrison, famous for being a failed winger and now absolutely <laughs> banging them in at Falkirk and wanted by Barcelona, Madrid and Derby. Higher <laughs> or lower? Um, uh, I'm going to go lower, surely. Lower, aye. Yeah, according to London Hearts, 42 appearances for Callum what? Morrison. Unless there was a different Callum Morrison, but I doubt it. He was here for a while, to be fair. How, how many Aye. seasons? He came to the youth, I suppose. But Aye. Levine gave him a lot of chances. I remember that. It was like Aidan Keener when we done this last week or the week before. His appearances were ridiculous. Um, another one, a striker who we were all surprised to see start in Europe, Jamie Mole. <laughs> He's got to be lower than 35. I'm going to go higher. Uh, you're right, Harry. 43 appearances for doing all. Jesus Christ. I'm but starting not... to be a bit raging that I've not even got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, you'll surely get the last one. Um, or will you? Ewan Henderson. Higher or lower, 35 appearances. I'm going to say higher. I think... Ah. Um, that's a lot of games he's been here. I think he was in the first team for at least two and a half seasons, I want to say. I can't remember whether he came in halfway through the season or whether he was in. But I'm going to go higher. Higher. <coughs> Excuse me, the suspense. Uh, you're, you're right. 48 appearances, apparently, for you and Anderson. Wow. <clears throat> Again, ladies and gentlemen, London Hearts, I'm not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Wikipedia for some of these are like in the 20s. <laughs> um, but I don't think Wikipedia takes into account like any of the any cup games at all. I think they're very league-only stat-based. That's what I think I've realised as a, a pattern analysing these. Um, but there you go. Some, uh, <clears throat> some niche players who have played for the club far too many times. Um, right, buy or sell... Hammy, so we're not playing for ages, so we're just looking back at Dundee. Is that right? Well, we are indeed. Um, we will do the St. Johnson game a bit close at the time because many things can happen. We could have a whole new strike force by then. Um, <laughs> you never know, but we'll look back at the Boxing Day game, yesterday's game, which again still blows my mind. So, the first question obviously was us to be allowed in on the 26th. Obviously, we recorded on Monday. I think the new rules came in on the Tuesday, possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we uh, <laughs> we all bought it um, as we were very confident we would still be allowed in. Um, at the after the question, we did say, What about the 29th? and we all went, mm, No, should about that one. So, we to be fair, bit- though, we were allowed into the Ross County game, but Hart <laughs> said, No. 
That's a, that's a good point. Um, I'll let you take that out with Cameron. But uh, no points uh, for us. Um, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram didn't get the choices, so they just got four points anyway. And uh, apologies, Twitter. That one. <laughs> uh, listen, in my defence, it was Christmas. <laughs> I had no time for putting that shit together, so my apologies. Um, <laughs> but well done, Instagram. Four points this week. Um, Hearts to extend their lead over fourth and Boxing Day, so it's five points. And if Motherwell dropped points and we won, it would have been extended. Uh, but Motherwell won two one. So we Simon. Jarvey and myself and Cameron, we sold that. Paddy bought it, Mr. Positive. As always, he buys everything. So we all got points for that. Well done. Um, both teams to score on Boxing Day. Simon and Cameron both sold that. Uh, me, Paddy and Jarvey bought it. So we get points for that. Um, that was the first time in, since the Dundee game, both teams have scored in a Hearts game, which is again wild. And then obviously the last one, Hearts to have over 1.5 goals. We all bought that. We were all extremely positive. So well done. We all got a point for that. So scores on doors. Instagram, obviously, they got four points. Um, they led the charge. Myself and Jarvie with three points. Simon and Paddy with two and Cameron on one. Twitter also got two points there. Um, they were gifted one, so they actually only got one point this week. So, um, bit of a mixed bag. That'll give you the rankings for the whole at the moment. Paddy is still leading from the back, 33. Then we go up to myself on, no, sorry, Cameron on 36, then myself on 37, Simon on 38, who, Simon, you were bottom at one point. Well done. Mm. Um, Jarvie, you're on 42. Instagram on 43 and Twitter on 46. The lead is getting um, taken down. That's only four points away from the lead, Jarvie. So well done. So we, we'll get back to this at some point and then uh, hopefully that lead, lead will get shortened. Coming for you, Twitter. Watch your back, Hearts Twitter. <laughs> Um, right, so I think we're going to have a have a break next week so we'll come back to you in a fortnight just because there's no games obviously but when we do we'll come back to you with a good hour's worth of transfer rumours and also a, a 2021 quiz which was popular last year which I'll do to the boys and uh, you can play along at home so stay tuned for that one um, but yeah thank you Hammy thank you Simon for your time and thanks to Padman Productions for all your editing time as ever, you can play along with Buy or Sell and generally just follow us on social media at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a nice wee review. Um, but otherwise, just spread the good word. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.